0: So I developed this three-minute quiz. It's a self-love quiz at bradchandler.com forward slash love. Take it. and If you score in one of the bottom two rungs, which is mild self-love or lack of self-love, that is a huge indication that if you're struggling in Marcus's program, there's nothing wrong with Marcus's program. What's wrong is your thinking, but it's not your fault. Your, your brain is doing what it's supposed to do, because when you went through the stress as a child, it came up with a story to get you through that. You're six years old, something bad happens to you. What does your brain say? It does its job. It says, well, you must be bad. That explains why this mm-hmm. is happening.
1: You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I am your host, it's Marcus Maloney and I'm excited about another day that the Lord has blessed me with and another day to talk to an awesome guest. So today we have Brad Chandler that will be speaking with us today. Now he's done over 4,000 transactions, wholesale deals, fix and flips. So he has been a staple in the real estate community for some time, for over 20 years. 20 years. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about the real estate, but then also we're going to talk about you know some of the entrepreneurial mindsets and some of the things that can really hinder and slow our growth as a real estate investor and as a person in general. So Brad is definitely going to touch on that as well. So Brad, man, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Oh man, I'm awesome. Thanks so much for having me.
1: All right. So, Brad, I know I gave just a little brief about your background. So kind of give us give us a little bit of the nuts and bolts. First of all, what did you do prior to real
0: estate? So I read a book when I was in ninth grade on how to buy real estate with no money down and knew that I always wanted to do real estate. So I went to uh, undergraduate and got a degree in residential property management and real estate. Then I came out and worked for a REIT and then went back to graduate school, got an MBA in real estate. And then worked for a developer. Um, so I've been in real estate for a long time.
1: Okay, great, great. So you did all of that, had all of the background in real estate. Now you were working with a developer. Why didn't you continue to work with that developer and do ground up construction versus going into like the wholesale and fix and flip strategy?
0: Yeah, great question. I just the book that I read in ninth grade was about houses. And I think I just felt comfortable with houses. So a neighbor, an investor bought my neighbor's house in late 2002. And I went and talked to him and he goes, yeah, I buy houses at 30% below market. And I fix them up and resell them. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I forgot when they told me that from ninth grade. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I spent eight long months trying to find my first deal. And that was in, so in July of 2003, I found my first deal. And then in July and on August, I bought six houses total somehow. All of my efforts kind of paid off. And then I came home one day in October, my son was a couple months old. And I said to my wife at the time, I said, I just quit and I'm starting Express Homebuyers. And she's like, you're crazy. Like we have, t- we have a newborn and I've got two kids we've got to support. I was like, we'll be fine. And here we are 20 years later and we're not married anymore, but I'm fine. And the business is great. <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. Wow. So you just jumped out there and you took the lead. So I know that was 20 years ago, but what were some of the anxieties or some of the angst that you was going through trying to put that
0: first deal together? Just at the time, Marcus, I had a negative eighty thousand dollars net worth because that's what graduate school cost me. Yep. So I had a negative eighty thousand dollars net worth and I was making like sixty grand a year. So I didn't have a lot of money, didn't have any money. And it was just, it was really tough. I didn't know what I was doing. I made some offers on some houses. One of the first houses I bought, I'd made an offer six months before, but it was way too high. And thank God I didn't get it at that number because I would have lost money. And I just kept yep. in, I kept in touch with the agent actually that brought me that one. And So that, I think that was it. It was just, it was just money to market and just had, I had no clue what I was doing. Even though I worked for a developer, it was really different buying houses.
1: Okay, okay. So, and that first deal, that was a fix and flip that you did, correct?
0: I didn't even, like when I went to these real estate meetings and they talked about wholesale, my silly self was like the wholesalers are for the less sophisticated people. They're the people who have bad credit and can't get financing. If you want to make the big bucks, you got to get into the fix and flip. And I've learned over 20 years that, probably the smarter people do the wholesales and the less smart people do the fix and flips. I'm kidding to a point, but <laughs> rehabbing is a really hard thing to do. And when you tried to do it at scale, like we were doing it for a couple of years, 80 rehab projects, it, it barely, it almost killed us.
1: It is. And you know what? And that's that's something that you speak on that because that is traditionally the thought when it comes to wholesaling and fixing and flipping. It's like, all right, you start with wholesaling because you don't have any money. You probably got bad credit. Yada, yada, yada. And then you move up to fix and flip. But after you become seasoned and you look, you're like, okay, yes, I could do fix and flip, but with wholesaling, there's a lot less risk. You know, there's a lot less time. By the time that fix and flipper get that one deal done, put to market. So, you know, a wholesaler could have done four or five deals on that time.
0: Yeah, not to mention the risk that you take, right? I mean, you, yep. the second you buy that house, you take on all of the previous risk. When I was going to these RIA meetings, because they didn't even have meetups back then, $5,000 was like a wholesale fee, right? Yep. We, fingers crossed, it hasn't happened yet, but we expanded into LA last year and we have a deal that if it closes this week, it's supposed to close this week or next week, we're going to make a $200,000 fee, a wholesale fee. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, come a long way from me thinking that you've made $5,000 on a transaction.
1: So very true, because that's the lessons that we learned in the beginning is, hey, you know what? Cut your teeth on the wholesaling, make $5,000, keep making these small little rips, saving up enough money, and then you can start taking some of the houses down and doing a fix and flip yourself. Yep. All right, so you were doing the wholesaling. Well, you, you were doing the fix and flipping. And then, so you were doing all of these transactions, fixing and flipping. How did you, because you glossed over quite a bit. You went from the first deal to then you was talking about doing eighty flips a year. How did you go from one extreme to the next?
0: Just one of the first books I ever read was E-Myth by Michael Gerber on how to systematize your business. Like it's, if you're going to open one store, you should open it like you're going to open 5,000, whether you do or not, because you'll have a better life and less headaches. And you'll have people that can actually read a system, follow a system and then do it. So when we started out, it was me and my partner. I'm still good friend. We're good friends and partners till this day. His name is Judd. And mm-hmm. at first we were just doing everything. And then a couple of months in the business, I'm like, whoa, 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 let me take over marketing and sales. You take over construction and financing. And for 20 years, that's now we're both like, I don't work. I, we did 300 deals last year and I've been working on average about an hour a week. So I'm really blessed. Wow. He works, he works more than I do, but we still, I still kind of oversee uh, or have way more input on marketing and sales. And then he has way more input on the financing and the construction. So 20 years later, even though we're not actively, like really active in the business like we used to be, we're still doing the same roles. So just add, create systems and then add. When you need more people, add more people.
1: There you go. Okay. So let's talk about the marketing and sales since you're well-versed in that. Kind of what marketing are you guys doing now that can
0: produce a $200,000 wholesale fee? So that was, that was online for sure. We don't know if it was Google pay-per-click or if it was SEO. So it was one of those two. So we do that. Last year we were doing, running Facebook ads. We stopped that for a while. Things got bad in the last quarter. So we stopped, we haven't restarted that. We haven't done direct mail in a long time. Okay. We're going to, we're going to start that up. And then the one marketing medium where we've spent more money than any place by expense, by a factor of 10 or 20 X is TV. So we've been doing TV since 2003, 2004. Okay. And never, we actually, we stopped in the housing crisis in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, because we could bought one month. We bought 24 REOs off of MLS. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You didn't need the marketing then. Didn't need the marketing. <laughs> you
1: didn't go right to the REOs. Okay. So now speaking in regards to TV, because a lot of people... You know, that's a lofty dream for them. Hey, you know what? I want to do marketing with my TV. It's a lot of it is direct mail, you know, cold calling, things like that. So comparing TV to PPC, which one do you feel
0: that is generating your highest ROI? So I've been told by someone who does a lot of stuff in this space. They do PPC and TV for several investors around the country that it goes uh, PPC number one, TV, number two, and then streaming number three. So I would have to say it's probably, it's close, but it's probably if I had to give it, it would go to PPC because you got to remember, people are actively searching for you. No one sits down at their couch and says, hey, I hope a home buying commercial comes on. So I think mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to get better and targeted returns probably from PPC.
1: Okay, great, great. And now you mentioned streaming. Kind of enlighten us on what
0: streaming is? Yeah. So streaming is just basically running your TV ads on the Hulu's and the Roku's of the world. There's so many of those platforms now. So it's just running on those.
1: Okay. Okay. Great. Great. This is, this is conversation and topics that I haven't touched on when it comes to the TV and ads like that. So that's, that's great. When it comes to expenses, Brad, when it, when you get into TV marketing, how much is it? Is it by the minute? Are you paying per the time of day per slot per episode kind of what is the the dynamics there it just give us a you know yes. a high 30,000 foot view of it
0: yeah so it's spot cost it's are you going to run a 15 30 or or a 60 second spot so obviously a 60 is going to be more than a 15 and then the programming really determines the big if you're going on NBC around the nightly news you're going to be paying again i'm not involved in my business but no a couple no. Of years ago you'd be paying 1000 to 3000 dollars for a 30 second spot If you're on late night television at two in the morning on a cable channel, you could be paying $5 a spot.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: So so huge, huge variation.
1: Okay. So there is some affordability there if you want to do the late night infomercial route.
0: Okay. There, There is. And that's how we started. Actually, we had like five to $15 spot costs and we did a lot of overnights and we got deals from that. Frankly, a lot of times over the last 10 years, I've thought about that and I'm like, why don't we go back to that? But it's just like anything else. Where are the eyeballs and where the eyeballs are, you're going to pay more.
1: True. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So 20 years experience in doing real estate, what do you think is your most favorite niche? Is it the wholesaling, the fix and flipping, or is it something else?
0: No, it's definitely wholesaling. You've got no risk. You get paid immediate. You're done. You're just, it's infinite returns, really. I mean, you, you got to pay to get the house, but you're not putting up any money on any other than a deposit.
1: Okay. And then, so you've been doing it. Are you guys actively doing any fix and flips right now?
0: We are. We're doing both. It's probably 60% wholesale and 40% fix and flips.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So Brad, let's kind of dive in a little bit deeper here. Now you say you systemized everything. You're only working one hour a week. Was it? Yep. That you said, so you're doing all, you're doing this volume, you only only working one hour a week. What are some of the systems that you put in place in order to make that possible?
0: Yeah. So the number one system, it's not a system, it's people, right? I have good people in the right positions. But basically a system is just like it sounds like. It's just a written path on pick up the phone. Here's the script, uh, put it into Salesforce, put this in, and the next screen is this. It's just documenting your process is all it comes down to Okay. And then then getting good people to to run those processes.
1: And that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs overlook, you know, is those standard operating procedures, those SOPs. And you have to dial it in to where every step is followed the same way, because that's the only way you can really gauge your metrics and see what's working and what's not working. Uh, One of the hard parts is you can document those systems, but then it's the management part of it, managing the employees or managing the people that's implementing those systems. How do you manage that?
0: So the one hour that I spend is a manager's meeting that actually happened this morning at 930, where we go over all of the numbers. Like I see, like how much have we sold this month? What are we expected to sell? How many leads have we gotten in? What does our pipeline look like? What's our cash flow report look like? So I have people managing those. And then I just basically get reported to.
1: Okay. All right. So you guys have those metrics, those KPIs. I know I'm not going to dig into any metrics or KPIs because you only work once a week. So (laughs) yeah, I will will know a lot of them. (laughs) Right. I'm pretty sure you got somebody that's really dialed into those. Um, So how did you feel? Because that's That's one of the hard parts is when you're used to working so much in the beginning, building the business, working those 60-hour weeks and things like that. How did you handle that transition going from always working to hardly ever working?
0: So I think a lot of this was forced over the last two years as I shifted my, as I found my purpose in life. Two years ago, while trying to get my son help for anxiety, I was on a Zoom call with a performance coach, and she said that I had a tick. She said, I blinked profusely when I talked about my childhood, and I may have some childhood trauma that was unresolved that was causing my son's issues, and maybe also causing some negative things in my life. And she asked me to come out and work with her and her ex Navy Seal husband. I did. And in three-hour session, my life radically transformed. I went from being someone who felt unworthy, didn't even know I felt unworthy, I felt unworthy and that drove a lot of issues in my life. The use of marijuana and alcohol, two failed marriages. I made five business mistakes, Marcus, in those 17 years that cost me $9 million. Those were all from chasing my worth. And I came out of that Airbnb bedroom and I was like, wait, there was nothing ever wrong with Brad. It was the way that my my father made me feel. And therefore, now that I can live in the truth that I'm in enough, everything changed. And I came back with this newfound, like, hey, I looked around and I saw everyone who was suffering. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. It all comes down to childhood programming that's buried in our subconscious mind that we don't even know is controlling our behavior because our subconscious mind controls 95% of our behavior. So mm-hmm. my life changed so profoundly that I'm like, I have got to give this gift of freedom and happiness to other people. And so I dove headfirst into studying. I've now taken thousands of hours of study from what I think are some of the best people in the world on trauma and childhood programming and joy and happiness. And so I was forced, I wasn't forced. My God put me here to do this work. I know that. Mm -hmm. And I found my purpose after coming out of that Park City incident, a situation, uh, whatever you want to call it, intensive. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm passionate. You can probably see. I don't even know if you noticed the change in my face when I went from- real estate? I noticed
1: the change in your voice. You
0: yeah. Got very, yeah. very excited. Yeah. So I wake up every single day now, Marcus, just lit up. Like I have client after client and that's not the important part. It's the texts and the calls that I get from these clients that are, thank you for changing my life. I've been to two psychiatrists and therapists for 11 years over and over again, every week. And in five sessions, you did what no therapist could do. So that's my driving force. So, this is a long winded answer of saying, I, answer. Bas- I basically made it happen because I found my life's purpose. And I found my life's purpose because I, I untold the untruths that I lived with for so many years. So, your listeners who are struggling with real estate, I just had, I was just on another podcast before you and came up with some really great insights that I never thought about before. And that is that if someone's struggling to, are, are you a coach, Marcus? I am. I okay, so you tell Johnny to go make a hundred phone calls, and Johnny can't make those phone calls because he's panic stricken. He has fear. Where does that fear come from? We're only born with two fears in our life, and that's fear of falling down and fear of loud noises. Everything else is learned. So I don't know what your mindset program is, but countless other people's mindset is just like push through it and pick up the phone and do this. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're stricken with fear, you can't do it. So it's not Johnny's fault that he's not succeeding. And I know that if you've been around long enough, you've picked up clients that have gone from one coaching program to the next, to the next, and they're like, I can't succeed. Well, they've got to look at, it's not the coach's problem. It's their problem, but it's not their fault. The mind always goes back to what's familiar. And why is that? Because the subconscious mind, its only purpose in your body is to keep you alive. So going and making phone calls is a little bit dangerous. It's a threat. Mm-hmm. Sitting on your couch, watching Netflix and drinking a beer, that's what you're familiar to. So your subconscious mind is going to want to keep you there and keep you out of fear, fear, pleasure. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to the couch. Right. How do you change, right? All change begins with awareness. So you've got to get awareness that it's driving you. How do you get awareness? If, if two years, three years ago, you'd ask me, did I have any issues? I'd have said, no, I'm great. I love myself. I'm, I've got this amazing life. But I didn't, and I didn't know it, and I didn't know what was driving all of these things in my life. So I developed this three-minute quiz. It's a self-love quiz at okay. bradchandler.com forward slash love. Take it, and if you score in one of the bottom two rungs, which is mild self-love or lack of self-love, that is a huge indication that if you're struggling in Marcus's program, there's nothing wrong with Marcus's program. What's wrong is your thinking, but it's not your fault. Your, your brain is doing what it's supposed to do, because when you went through the stress as a child, it came up with a story to get you through that. You're six years old, something bad happens to you. What does your brain say? It does its job. It says, well, you must be bad. That explains why this Mm -hmm. is happening. At 46 years old or 36 or whatever, however old you are, if you're struggling in this program, do you know that little boy is still inside of you saying you're bad? You don't deserve this. You're you're not going to make any money. You're going to screw it up because that's what they heard from their parents you're just a screw up, Johnny. You're not going to make anything Mm -hmm. of yourself. That's why you can't make the phone call. It has nothing to do with Marcus. It has to do with you. So that's how you gain awareness. Take that three minute quiz. And if you score in those bottom two rungs, know that this part of your problem, but on the flip side, know that if you don't score extreme self-love and you're in one of those two bottom rungs, your life, your business, your relationships, your health can radically change. And they can change quickly. Like I'm talking three to five hours if you have the right guy to bring you on this journey. You don't have to go to talk there for, for 30 years like I did. You don't have to go to 50 marriage counseling sessions. All you've got to do is get your story right so you reconnect with yourself and then your whole world changes. All right, so hold on, Brad, because you
1: gave us a lot there and I love it, man. I really want to give you a round of applause because a lot of people don't understand what happened in their past is actually hindering their present and their future. So kind of tell us, because we we, let's kind of go a little bit deeper here now. So we're done with real estate. So guys, if you're here looking for this aha when it comes to real estate, we're done with real estate because I want to the entrepreneurs right now that are struggling, that's trying to find that way of success. And I want Brad to really help us bring us to that point to where we can say, all right, this is what I need to work on. This is that awareness that I need to dig into and how I can overcome that. So we're not going to take any breaks. We're just going to plow right on through, Brad. I know I told you, Hey, we're going to stop, take a break here. word from my sponsor, but we're just going to go right on through. So once someone takes that, that quiz and they find out that they're on the bottom rung, okay, they had some childhood trauma, how do they start to overcome that? And I know working with you as a coach, that's one way, but what are some of the things that they need to be aware of that they need to prepare for when they sit down and talk with you, the coach or a therapist or someone like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, they don't have to be prepared for anything. Like a good coach will get it all out of them. I think maybe where you're going with this is what can they do? If they don't want to sign up with me, if they don't have the money to sign up with me, how can they make a difference in their life? And it all starts with awareness. So start looking at, so the quiz is going to give you the answers. But if you don't take the quiz for some reason, or if even if you do take the quiz, start looking at your life. Look at what have your, what are your intimate relationships been like? Are you in and have you been in a long-term, like committed, really good relationship? Or do you bounce from one relationship to the next? Do you take things personally all the time? Do you get stressed? Um, are you always in like a triggered state? Do small things piss you off? Do you always have to be right? Do you come home and drink three or four glasses of wine a night or light up a joint? All of mm-hmm. these are clues that you're not comfortable with your state. The only reason that you're not comfortable with your state is you're not living in the truth. And what is the truth? Whether you believe in God or not, you were born in the image of God. And if you don't believe in God, you were born from the same creator. We're all born from the right. same creator. That creator didn't say, or she didn't say, hey, I'm going to make Marcus a little better than Brad. No, we were all born this amazing human being. And through flawed childhood programming... We got disconnected from who we really are. And that is this amazing individual. So what you have to do is you've got to live in the truth. You cannot suffer in life if you live in the truth. But so many human beings don't live in the truth. And that untruth is those, those internal thoughts of I'm not good enough. I can't ever get what I want. I don't belong and therefore I can't connect. Those are really the only three, my mentor Marissa Pierce says this, those are the only three problems that, are, uh, that any human being has. So you become aware of those. And then what do you do? You stop telling yourself that story. You tell yourself the truth that you are enough, despite what your parents or caregivers Mm -hmm. said. If you were adopted, it doesn't mean there was something wrong with you and your mother gave you away. It means something was wrong with your mother. She was going through stress. Mm -hmm. It wasn't her fault because something happened to her as a child. So everything begins with awareness. And then with awareness, you can start telling yourself. So the guy that doesn't want to make the call, really sit back. And just think about it. Feel what you're feeling. How I, what I teach my clients is anytime you feel some negative emotion, pause. Identify the emotion. So sit there for a second and be like, what am I thinking? I'm really scared. I'm really scared. Okay. The next step, give yourself compassion. Johnny, it's, say this, literally. Johnny, it's okay. It's okay that you're scared. We're going to make it through this together because guess what? It's the six-year-old that's scared. It's not Johnny at 46 that's scared. So you pause, you identify the emotion, you give yourself compassion for the emotion. That's a brain hack because when you're scared, you're in the fight or flight amygdala brain, center of your brain, back of your brain. When you say, I am feeling sad, it brings you to the prefrontal cortex, the thinking brain. It pulls you out of that fight or flight. So right then you're ahead of the game. Then you start to say, why am I scared? My guess would be that Johnny is scared because he is afraid that if he screws up, That seller is going to judge him in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Why is someone fearful of judgment? Because they don't feel good about themselves. If they can say, but wait, if that seller judges me, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with them. Anytime someone judges another human being, it always means internally something is is off with them. So if you're not going to go, I I don't recommend traditional therapy because traditional therapy focuses on symptoms and it focuses on the conscious mind, which won't solve your problems. If you can find someone like me, great. If you can't though, you got to do this the organic way, which is a lot of emotion processing because most of us as kids didn't get an opportunity to process our emotions. We were told to stop crying or suck mm-hmm. it up or do better. I'm here to tell you that you got to get these emotions up. You've got to process them. Reaching for a beer or a joint or a cigarette or a glass of wine, whatever it is, all it does is push those emotions down the road. Stop reaching for those because there's nothing outside of your health yourself that can bring you happiness. Everything is internal. So just process your feelings and then ask yourself, are these true? Well, who cares if the seller judges me? Am I going to die? Is anything going to happen to me? No. So maybe that will inspire them to pick up the phone and make those 10 phone calls or 100 or whatever it is. So
1: Brad, does this lead more into like self-affirmations and things like that?
0: No, because that's why how many people went to Tony Robbins events and came back? They're like, rah, rah, my life is going to change. And then they sit down at their desk on Monday and they look around, they're like, nothing's changed. Right. Affirmations don't work if you haven't gone to the source of the pain and figured out the story that you're telling yourself. So, one of the tools in my toolkit is hypnosis. I believe hypnosis is the best tool in the world for solving problems because it allows one to access her subconscious brain and their subconscious brain knows the exact source of all of their pain. So Mm -hmm. no, affirmations don't work until you get to the point of figuring out what is driving your pain in the first place. How many friends and family members do you know that have lost 60 pounds, and then a year later they put back on 80 80 pounds, right? We all know those people. Why is it? Because they didn't figure out what caused them to be 60 pounds overweight in the first place. So they can go through the motions, and they can – They can regulate or they can go to a marriage counseling session and things can be better for a week or a month or whatever, but things will always go back to the familiar because you haven't addressed the underlying cause of the pain. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's
1: going to the foundation, it's going to the root and finding out what that root cause is, dealing with that and addressing that.
0: Boom. Okay. You got it. it. And, And why isn't this talked about more like, We've got countless people, 30% of 32% of Americans are on some type of SSRI, which is an antidepressant, an anti-anxiety, like, come on, right? Those mm-hmm. things don't work at all. They might, again, when you reach for the glass of, of wine, those things are the same thing. All you're doing is pushing it down the road, but those things are, they don't cure anything. They just put a Band-Aid on it. All those problems are still there. So you get off of them. And if you haven't done the work, you're right. It's the same thing with the weight loss. You're just right back to it. So, yeah, I don't know why this isn't talked about more. Actually, I do, because guess how much money is being made in 30% of the population taking. It's like they want the medical community wants to keep us sick so they can keep making more money.
1: Oh, yeah. Healthcare is a big business. We all know
0: that. (laughs) We all know that. Yeah. So, And and, and Marcus, 95% of people in hospitals... Why are they in the hospital? Because of exactly what we're talking about. Stress mm-hmm. causes almost every single disease under the sun.
1: True, true. And your body psychologically can feel that. And when it's psychologically off, it messes with the physiological part of your body. Yes. And then all of these cancers and tumors and yes. illnesses start, yes. to, start to come forth. So let yes. me ask you this, Brad. How did you start having this awareness? Because and everyone's eyes outside, you were successful. You're doing 80 flips a year, 300 deals a year. Everything looked like it's going good. When did you get to that point where you say something just
0: isn't right? But It it started with my story. Here's the crazy thing. I didn't. There was nothing. I didn't go seek help. I was trying to help my son. And in the process of self-helping my son, I realized, shit, I need help. And that's why my son needs help. So if you're listening to this and your children have any type of behavioral problems, anxiety, OCD, they're in trouble all the time, and you want to know why, grab your spouse and walk to the the bathroom mirror right now and look right in the mirror. And that's not to indict you. That's to say that these hidden things that are programming us that we don't know is programming or, or dominating our behavior, they affect your kids too. So- This is why I get so passionate because you've got literally billions of people walking around this planet right now that are suffering bad relationships, alcoholism, obesity. I could go on about prisons are full, terrorism, everything comes down to this one thing. And you don't need to go get a lobotomy. You don't need to go run a a ultra marathon. You don't need to amputate your leg. All you need to do is change your thinking. That's it. Mm -hmm. Change your thinking and your life will change
1: forever. And I can attest to that, Brad, because when I was growing up, my, uh, my father, he was a hard man. When I say hard, he was um, from Central America, from Panama. And when he came to the States, only thing he saw was the, the land of opportunity. And he was so rough on me and my, my older brother, because he, he would always say, do you guys see the opportunity that's around you? You know, and it's always, he was always driving, always driving. And it was, and it took a toll on me because I was like, you know, he used to, um, you know, ask me certain questions and made me feel inferior and things like that. And it really took a toll on me. And then until my adulthood, you know, I had to, you know, pray a lot and really meditate and find out what the source of my, my own complexes was. And it all drove back to, you know, when I was 10, 11 years old, eight and things like that. So I mean, it like you said, it, it is very, very true that those childhood traumas, they just graduate and they grow with you, you know, if you don't deal with them.
0: Yeah. So, so your dad was loving you in the way that he thought was best. He thought he yeah. was pushing you. And I did the similar thing with my son. But what you heard and what my son heard is. You're not good enough. No matter what you do, you're not good enough. So I'm not good enough. That was buried in your subconscious mind. And I like you said, it affected your relationships, your health, your business, everything.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you just said there, I mean, was key because I had to, until I started taking myself out of my shoes and put myself in my dad's shoes and looked at how he was trying to help us that's when I started understanding, no, it wasn't discipline. He wasn't trying to discipline me. He wasn't trying to, you know, beat me down. He was trying to help me, but he was only trying to help me in the way that he knew because he had childhood drama, you know, from his other brother, older brothers, the way they dealt with him. So that cycle kind of repeats itself. And until I really dug in and looked at the root of the problem, was I able to stop it for me doing that with my own son.
0: Yeah. Good work. So,
1: um, man, Brad, what you're talking about is amazing. And so many people, you know, just kind of gloss over it. Don't want to deal with it because it takes them back to a point in their lives where, you know, it hurts. It's hard to confront those, you know, those situations back in the day, but you guys that's listening, listen to Brad, you definitely need to confront those situations because no matter how much money you make in real estate, no matter How many houses, cars, whatever you flip, watches, you know, if you don't deal with that root of the problem, you're still going to be searching and trying to find where you're missing it.
0: You got it, man. Amen.
1: (sighs) So, so Brad, I know we had to cut it short today, man, but kind of tell us where we can find you, where we can reach out to you. You know, if somebody wants to dig a little bit further and really start to, uh, you know, do some self-awareness
0: and self-reflect. Yeah. I mean, start, look, the self-love quiz is going to tell you a lot. So bradchandler.com forward slash love, take that. It only takes like three minutes and that's going to, that's going to give you some major awareness. And then if you want to work with me, bradchandler.com, I do put out a daily message on freedom and happiness. Um, And if I'm on every social media platform under the sun and at bradchandler.com forward slash contact, you see a whole list of my um, uh, social media accounts. You, You can see a little four minute video of my story I've even got my cell phone number on there. I am in this world to make an impact. Um, If you don't sign up with me as a coaching student, I'll still have a phone call with you. If you're struggling, if you're suicidal, like whatever it is, I'm here, man. Like I'm on this earth to change people's lives. And um, I don't need your money. What I want more than anything is for you to call me, you know, in two months from now and say, you helped me change my life and my family's lives. And those are the texts that I get now. And there's, let me tell you, Marcus, those are so more rewarding than any two hundred thousand dollar wholesale deal I could ever do. Uh, when I can change someone's mm-hmm. life. And the greatest gift that you can ever give a child, I believe, is to break the multi-generational curse that most of us are involved in. Yeah. So Absolutely. by doing by doing this work, these literally the I'm changing families' lives and the dynamics for hundreds of years to come. And it is so, so rewarding. So if you're sitting there on the fence, take the quiz. And if you have children, um, do it for yourself. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your children because your children didn't ask to be brought into the world. You brought them in and that's the greatest gift that you you can ever give them. And one thing I want to touch on, Marcus, you said a couple of minutes ago that people are afraid to face their pain. And that is true. There's a lot of people that know they had a messed up childhood and they're afraid to face their pain. You've got to go through the truth of the pain to get to the pleasure. And it doesn't last for years. Like the hypnosis session is two hours. And of that hypnosis session, probably 30 minutes of it's going back. So 30 minutes to change the rest of your life. Then you've got a whole nother subset of people that I fell into that. I didn't even know I had a problem. I mm-hmm. thought life was great. Hey, I justified why I smoked weed every day. It had helped me sleep. Everyone drinks. Why not drink? Right. Um, two failed marriages. It was their fault. I just picked the wrong one. So, so many people are just out there like, yeah, my life is good. I'm, I'm good. And if you want to know if your life is good, go take that self-love quiz because it'll show you everything. It, it, and maybe I hope your life is good. And I hope you find extreme extreme self-love is is the answer you get. But uh, very few people have that because very few people's childhood needs were met. And that's, again, not an indictment on your parents because they did the best they could right. given their childhood right. situations that they grew up with.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Brad, I want to applaud you and I want to thank you for the work that you're doing because- you could have easily been selfish and said, "Okay, I found out my problem. I fixed it. Let me continue on the life that I'm living. But now you have a focus on giving back and helping people overcome some of these childhood traumas and some of the things that's in their life so they can really, truly aspire and have the life that they deserve and that they need. And like you said, to stop the generational curses that's going from family to family to family. So I want to applaud you myself on the work that you're doing. I didn't I didn't intend for this podcast to take this direction, but sometimes you just have to listen. You have to say, you know what, if this is that direction that we're leading and God is leading us. We need to sometimes listen and follow in that direction and in those footsteps. So, man, Brad, I really thank you. I really appreciate you. So, again, what's your website? Share it with everybody again.
0: Bradchandler.com.
1: So guys go to bradchandler.com, take the, uh, take the test, find out where you're at. And then if you need to schedule a call with Brad, because he's definitely here to help you. So Brad, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I want you to continue
0: to have success. Thank you. That was an awesome show.
1: All right, guys, that was a very, very excellent and rewarding podcast. I hope you were listening very, very clearly because one of the things that we always do is we always strive for success. A lot of times we do not understand what the definition of success. We have to come from a perspective of wholeness. And I'm not trying to preach to you or anything like that on today. But what I want you to understand is sometimes you have to go back to the foundation, go back to your childhood and understand what you missed, what, what you glossed over in order for you to build a solid foundation and progress and move yourself forward. So as you can hear from Brad, he was already successful in the mind's eye of many people that look from the outside, but on the inside, you know, there were some things that he just hadn't dealt with. So that may be you, that may be something that you're going through. Make sure you go and take the, take the test and see exactly where you're at. So lastly, before we leave on today, currently our Deal Finders Club Doors are closed. We just finished our last cohort, our winter uh, 2023 cohort, and we're going to be opening the doors up for our spring cohort. So go to azdfc.com, join the waiting list right now. I have a free gift for you. Once you join the waiting list, you can work with me and my partner, Mike. We have over 20 years' experience in the business and as far as finding deals. So we've done wholesale deals. We've done fix and flips. We have a portfolio of rentals. We've done virtual flips. We've done virtual wholesale deals. So if you want to get the true raw and uncut information, we open up everything. We show you everything and you work with us weekly. Yes. 10 full weeks on Thursdays. You work with us weekly, not a representative. You work with me. You work with Mike. We go deep into marketing. We go deep into sales. We go deep into what platforms to use. We go deep into negotiations, talking with sellers, finding sellers, calculating the ARV. Um, we have a platform where you can upload deals and we can help you evaluate the deals so you will know exactly what to offer the seller. We provide you with the contracts, the assignment agreements, the memorandums memorandum, um, of agreements. We give you everything on a platter. So, make sure you go to azdfc.com, join the waiting list. And we want to make sure that we see who's on the waiting list. So when the doors open, we can make sure that you have a seat in our DFC program. So thank you so much again for being loyal listeners and loyal members of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show and the equity family. I love you guys. I will see you soon. And don't forget, we are revamping our YouTube channel. So more content is starting to come out. More content is being released. So I will see you over there as well. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash Twitter at MRCS Maloney, And of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guests as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.